John Richards and Andy Gilly are celebrating the holidays with Santa Slays. Talking about all the Christmas-themed horror movies. That sounds cool. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Horrorphoria podcast. It is Wednesday, December 9th of 2020. This is episode number 88. We're going to be talking about a Christmas horror story from 2015. Broadcasting from our... Home of Mr. Hotcakes himself, Andy <laughs> Gilly Studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And this is Hotcakes, I guess, is my, my new name, Andy Gilly. Um, I think that's because of my hot takes on some of these movies. But, um, you know, specifically like bring in a little different perspective. On normally, that. I'll ask what you're doing. I know you're going on vacation tomorrow, but, you know, yeah. I, I, no, no, yeah, I kind of no, want to just uh-huh. circle around and discuss this a little bit yeah. because it wasn't controversial, but it caused... A lot of discussion, like with some of our listeners, uh, mm-hmm. Nick, he goes by Hydraberg, okay. said, wow, that was one hot take right there. <laughs> uh, you know, I responded back to him um, <laughs> like we Maybe couldn't believe it. it was, but, you know, well, here and here's what happened is at the at the beginning, it almost like like it almost like you enjoyed it. Like you were going to give this thing like a five star or something. Maybe maybe not that high. But I would have never given it five stars. Right. Well, so okay, not, maybe not that high. But no. you were going to give it a better score than you did, which you gave it a one. And by the end two, of the discussion. Yeah. No, you gave it a one star. I'll give it a one star. Okay. Yeah. yeah. By the end of the discussion, you're like, no, this movie's not good. No. We've taken each other to task. And yeah. I'm going to say this and, yep. and just kind of repeat myself is. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 has two good things going for it. Mm-hmm. The garbage day scene and maybe two or two definitely maybe three good kills in that movie. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's all it has going for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Everything else that's good about it, just like Justin said, was from the first movie. I, I, I don't dispute that. I, I got was, laughs. Uh, I rolled my eyes a lot. I, I'll yeah. admit, you know, some of the things yeah. that you guys brought up were, were great points, but... I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just, you know, uh, taking a little different perspective on the movie because it's it's, you know, derided often. And I find it to be an enjoyable watch. I know that they're looking to have you on and I'm hoping they pick a movie kind of <laughs> similar to that. And you defend. I hope they review Veronica. That would be. Oh, there you go. I could. I have some thoughts <laughs> bring about up, that one. You could bring sure, up yeah. source material. Yeah, I can. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Horror yeah. movie news. Okay, BloodyDisgusting.com has launched a new free horror movie channel. The channel launched a few months ago on Roku, but it's now been released for Android, iOS, and PlayStation via the Rad TV app. Uh, Bloody Disgusting TV is a free horror streaming uh, is free horror streaming on twenty four seven. Has some exclusive originals, including a horror variety show called Hello Horror with Vanessa Decker. Not to be confused with the adult video star of the same name. Um, I know these things. How, how would you know this? Yeah, I know these things. Just ask if you have questions about it. You know, adult email stuff. Andy at yeah. Andy knows. I could do my own podcast on that kind of thing, but uh, anyway, I don't think the company would like that. No. Uh, the MTV Movie Awards crowned Jamie Lee Curtis the greatest scream queen of all time. The award was presented by another all-star scream queen, Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, scream in quotes there, of course. Uh, Michael Myers joined her on stage, and then she donned a uh, you know Michael Myers themed COVID mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you watch that clip? I didn't. I didn't get to see the clip. No, it, it's really funny. But Jamie Lee Curtis, she she actually took a serious approach to it. Like she's mm-hmm. really proud because wasn't there a point in time, like maybe in the eighties or something like that, where she was trying to veer off from that? Yeah, where definitely. She was trying to get she, away from horror. Yeah, I remember in the eighties for sure. I mean, she was in like a. I remember like in like some sort of aerobics movie she was in. Not 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 like a robicide, mind you. <laughs> oh, Travolta was in that. Yeah, movie. yeah, he was Perfect. in the yes that one and and I. Like throughout the eighties, no, I never looked at her as like a horror movie actress. You know, she had kind of tried to change herself, and it wasn't until you know I started when I was like a you know teenager started watching more horror movies that I realized how much she was in. Because yeah. in the eighties, she definitely tried to you know push that aside. She was in um, like True Lies with uh, oh that was a great movie. It was no, a fantastic. If movie, you want yeah. to go back to her horror movie uh, resume, mm-hmm. uh, Terror Train, she was on that. Mm-hmm. She was in Prom Night. She was in The Fog. She was in the first two Halloween movies. And I'm drawing a blank. 
but those are the ones that come up. Yeah, absolutely. No, she in the 70s and early 80s, she was definitely, uh, you know, a, a big horror. Obviously, you're a scream queen. And, um, you know, I think she kind of tried to change that dynamic as the as the 80s went on. Um, kind of like um, Matthew McConaughey did it being the rom-com guy, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, he he kind of changed that paradigm uh, for himself. And he's been in a lot of different stuff like Dallas Buyers Club and that and that kind of thing that you wouldn't have thought to see him in, uh, you know, 12, 15 years ago. So. Yeah, exactly right. No, it's great. But she well deserved. And it was a really funny clip. But she was also serious about how much she appreciates the fans. So that, that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We don't talk about TV shows. There's a Silence of the Lambs sequel that's coming out as a series on CBS All Access. Uh, oh, is that the yeah. Clarice? Yeah, Clarice or whatever. Uh, here. Uh, hey, we do talk about toys if they're related to horror movies, right? <laughs> so Funko, a company that produces vinyl figures, is releasing a Sam figure from one of our favorite anthologies, Trick oh, or Treat. Yes. The toy is selling for $12.99 on spirithalloween.com. Oh, Yeah. Oh my so. gosh! <laughs> Sam, like the Sam, yeah. Sam Hain. Yeah, Sam Hain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun. I don't know if you know what Funkos are. They're like uh, these little dolls, that vinyl dolls. Yeah, it's almost kind, kind of big head. They're like yeah. probably three inches tall, cartoony with big heads. Yeah. Take the shape of a, or a character in movies, like cartoons or whatever. I don't really get into. Uh, toys a whole lot i know a lot of people who do though and, and really like these things and have kind of larger collections of them so it uh, might be interesting i doubt de- if i was into this i'd definitely get this one because oh, absolutely. We, keep it in we the box movie. yeah <laughs> we, we love that movie it's uh kind of a you know classic classic i think yeah mm-hmm. it's a halloween classic i would mm-hmm. i would call it that for sure uh, that's all I was able to dig up since uh, we're, we're kind of early in the week here. Yeah. Because of vacations, Andy. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm taking a vacation well, on yes. Friday, though. Yes. Uh, I did not come up with the horror movie trivia just because the past couple of weeks we haven't done it, or I haven't done it, so I, I apologize. I know you have one. I do. Uh, William Shatner, also known as The Shat, is a multi-talented individual who has appeared in several types of movie and TV programs, as well as authoring a series of sci-fi books. Obviously, he's most famous for one of those, and that would be playing Denny Crane on The Practice, right? But, oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But he also acted in a 1966 horror movie filmed entirely in a different language. Name the film and the language. Well, I know he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess it's French, but I have no idea what the movie is. No, it is in Esperanto, <laughs> which was like a universal language they uh, you know, tried to uh, uh, kind of uh, come up with in the 60s. And the name of the film was Incubus. Maybe we should review this sometime. It's wow. Kinda... Talk about obscure. Uh-huh. Holy that's, moly. It's <laughs> kind of an interesting sidelight of his career. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed that. That was a good one. Uh, Andy's Chainsaw Plot. Okay, Something's Wrong with the Elves at the North Pole. Thus sets the stage for a Christmas horror anthology that won't end until Santa duels the insidious Christmas demon Krampus. Absolutely. Here's your spoiler alert. We are going to be talking about a Christmas horror story from 2015. There are multiple directors on this. We'll be talking about this movie in its entirety. So if you have not seen it, pause the podcast, go watch it. I checked it out on Shudder. What would you watch it on? Uh, I watched it in Shutter. Okay. Yeah. Go watch it. Come back to find out what we had to thought about it. Uh, Andy, initial thoughts of a Christmas horror story. Yeah, so I did watch this on Shutter. This is probably the, f- I think the first time I saw it. might have been on uh, my Xbox, actually, back in 2015. Oh, um, when it came out? Yeah, because I used to watch movies on that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love Krampus. This has got to be my favorite depiction of Krampus. It um, look good. I love the Krampus legend. My Christmas tree has a Krampus theme. Uh, you have the bell, dude. I do. I have the Krampus bell from the Michael Doherty Krampus movie. Um, and, you know, this was made before Michael Doherty's Krampus, which I believe on the whole is a better film. But uh, I really liked the depiction of Krampus here, which is, you know, less traditional than Doherty's Krampus. But in my opinion, more more enjoyable. I really kind of think this is this is uh, uh, the chains and the jacked steroid Krampus. I, I really <laughs> I, I love it when you're stuffing naughty kids in your bag and beating them. I think that would make you pretty swole, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> especially with, you know, Gold's gym and yeah, especially with kids, you know, kids are a little bigger these days. So, you know, I like I like that. That's his but, CrossFit. <laughs> exactly. But uh, so I, I like that. My my uh, I don't know. I like to tell this story about my wife's uncle. He uh, he was like a poor 
and his parents weren't very nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, so rather than, you know, he he was rather than uh, tell the kids that they couldn't afford Christmas presents, they just tell them that they were too naughty that year to give Christmas presents. They and they had this guy, this friend of theirs, dress up in all this motorcycle gear and come beat the kids at Christmas. This is like the 40s. (laughs) Wow. I I love the Krampus legend. I don't, don't, you know, that's a sad story, but it's an interesting one, I think. But uh, um, I don't know what the budget on this thing is, but it seems a lot higher than most horror movies, especially holiday horror movies. Uh, It's got that CGI intro. It's very good Adobe After Effects you know, I loved that. Yeah, and it's got this polish, polish that you know that the other Krampus movie kind of has too. Yeah, um, you know the people who lit this knew what they were doing. It seems like the people know what they're doing who made this movie. Now, the director of this movie, you know who that is. Uh, so, there, there are multiple. There's Brett Sullivan, right? Steve Hobane and Grant Harvey. So I, I don't, I'm not familiar with who right. they are. Steve. Hobane, I believe, is the guy who did Ginger Snaps, too. Really? Yes. And if you notice, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but this was set in Bailey Downs. Yes. Which is where Ginger Snaps is set. Oh, okay. I never made that connection. I, I wrote it down on my notes. Yeah, and a scene that was cut out actually has Shatner referring to the Fitzgerald sisters. So, you know, I, I obviously these guys know what they're doing. They know how to make a movie. I think, you know, a little bit of the CGI is outdated. You know, the North Pole, when they show the whole North Pole Palace of Santa's, uh, you know, Santa's uh, toy producing factory there or whatever. It was more of a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. It looked That looked a little video game-ish maybe, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, the rest of the movie looked really slick. It was almost like, you know, watching a movie with an Instagram filter or something. It was, and I really liked that they had snow and cold, um, you know, real snow and cold with, yeah. uh, with you could see their breath and stuff. I, I, so there's a lot to like in this movie. There's some things that detract from it for me now. This is the fourth time I watched it. The first time I watched it, I thought it was awesome. I really had a great time with it. But, you know, if I'm going to put on my critic hat and pick it apart a little bit, I really didn't like how it jerked around from one story to another. I think that could have been done in more of a linear fashion, which is how we're going to review it today. Right. We're going to take each part of it and speak of it, you know, uh, separately. And I think it jumped around too much. It was like kind of when I started to get into one story, they jerked me away to another one, you know, and it was, you know, I I had a little bit of a problem with the editing that way. Uh, I didn't like the connection between the shorts. I thought it was really contrived and unnecessary. I thought the twist at the end was dumb. Oh, did and you I really? hated it, mm. actually. I mean, not everything needs to be trick-or-treat. You don't have to try to connect all your stories to have a good anthology, I don't think. This is not... I didn't see this uh, twist as being some kind of M. Night Shyamalan level thing. Mm-mm. Well, maybe like the Lady in the Lake or something. I don't know. But not, it was not like one of his better movie twists. Um, but on the whole, it's an entertaining movie. I liked the movie when I first watched it. Uh, upon ref- further review, you know, it, it really didn't. Some of it didn't stand out, and only a few of the segments were great uh, on a second watch, in my opinion. Uh, Krampus, I think, is far superior to this. I think that's a classic. Sure. Uh, I think that will become a classic Christmas film. Uh, But, again, I really did like the depiction of Krampus in this movie. Right. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you about the twist ending, first and foremost, because I actually loved it. Did not see it coming. I seriously did not. Because Neither I mean, did I, it, but. It, it, it's it's set up so nicely, like like throughout the movie. And mm-hmm. you're right. My problem with it was the you, you know the smooth or lack of smoothness of transitioning between the story. I, I right. get if you're if you're trying to tell a story and just kind of bring it all together. They're way too subtle with you know how how do these stories tie together? For example, with the with the family of uh, we're going to talk about the changeling. You know, the, the, the family from that story or that segment, you know, they got driven by the, you know, the rich aunt story. And that that's pretty much how they tie it in. I mean, there was one clever thing where two kids had passed away or, or got slaughtered a year before. Right. And William Shatner, uh, was it Dangerous Dan? DJ Dangerous Dan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the grandparents of these kids. Right. You know, I thought that was pretty clever, but... The only way they really interacted was, you know, just subtly. 
Right. And it was kind of dumb. And it was really choppy the way it moved from segment to segment back to another segment. But they I guess they kept continuity of, okay, here's story one, here's story two, here's story three, here's story four. Right. Repeat one, two, three, four, which was okay, but it was just it was way too choppy. It was just kind of like, well, okay, hold on. I got to readjust here because I'm just, I'm processing what I just saw. Right. And, and, and again, I'm being really picky here. And uh, and that's okay. I mean, like, like to me. This is an enjoyable movie. I, I'm not trying to like deride the movie or say don't watch it, but it's, it's uh, you know, there's some problems to this movie that like a more of a classic like Krampus movie uh, Michael Doherty's Krampus doesn't have uh, you know that that stands up and it's it's a classic uh, this this uh, upon further viewing has a has a couple issues that uh, I think do tend to detract from the film I think maybe that will happen in multiple viewings mm-hmm. my initial view I think I'm taking the same approach that you did that had a lot of enjoyment out of it but you've watched it four times so yep. then you're you're starting to see these issues with it like to me right it really went, you know, I, the transitions between the segments were so choppy and it, it kind of takes you out of the movie a little bit. So that's my biggest problem with that. I really like the acting of this movie. I think the acting was great in this movie. Yeah. Actually. I mean, yeah. even, I would agree even the you. weakest segment to me, which was the uh, the school one. Right. I oh, definitely, that, definitely. I thought that was totally the weakest one. Um but the acting was was good in it. Sure, it was. Yeah, the acting was good. It was the story that was boring, and it, I don't know. Let's just get to that. I mean, this, this yeah. school story is probably the first one I want to talk. And the about. only one, the only thing that saved that part or that segment was mm-hmm. the jump scares because they yeah. set up some pretty good ones. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Some of the jump scares were okay, but overall, the story I didn't find a lot to get excited about. I was really bored with this one and it was like when they kept coming back to it it was like oh let's get through this so we can get to one of the more exciting stories you know yeah uh i guess that's where i was at with this thing i I found that the connection to christmas on this the christmas angle in this story was really pretty contrived too uh you know it was supposed to happen during christmas break or whatever i think this really well otherwise you could have stuffed this into yeah Yeah, right i mean you could have stuck this in any it could be spring break who cares yeah i mean there's there's really nothing inherently christmassy about this this uh part of the film yeah. and I guess that's not a huge problem but uh, it just it was uh, on top of that it wasn't a compelling story I wasn't super I didn't think it was a great horror story you know and it, it bored me I did like that the principal's name was Herod I thought that was clever <laughs> but uh, that was really all that did it for me in, in this segment right. um, well, it was just dull and, and yeah they're at this school mm-hmm. so basically they're trying to I don't I guess I didn't try to grasp uh, what they were trying to do because they kept doing these like little segments of like reporting the news. So they, they were making a documentary about the kids that had gotten killed. See, right? I, I kind of grabbed that, but it also, it almost seemed like they were like, like paranormal yeah, they were like a paranormal Didn't they feel that way a little yeah, bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think they were trying to produce some sort of Yeah, so these two kids ghosts, and I think back in 2015 like those ghost hunter Shows were popular. I watched them. Yeah, you're no, right. me too. But and you know, they kind of gimmicky. Eventually, you just caught on to everything that they were doing there, and there was nothing really going on smoking in any mirrors. But, smoking mirrors. Yeah, it was. But in and I think that's what they're trying to kind of um, um, be analogous to here is, is a show like like one of those shows because those, those were pretty popular back in 2015. I also but, thought the character development in this was very poor. Yeah, um, because you had three kids, you know, you had, um, you know, your main gal mm-hmm. who was Molly, you know, she's like this aspiring, I don't know, a journalist, maybe mm-hmm. yeah. um, the other guy and the other guy, <laughs> one guy's right. a cameraman, you know, I didn't pick up on names. The other guy's kind of a sound guy. Right. I, I thought the most interesting character was the sound guy because he was very innocent. He shared a story of. You know, we would have pizza. My parents would let me have champagne. I mean, these obviously were high school kids, right? Yeah, that's what that's what I got out of it. They were high school kids. Yeah. Okay, so so his tradition was every I mean, Christmas Eve that they would have pizza, they would have champagne, and they were allowed to open one present, which kind of became a theme throughout the movie. And it just it it, it didn't fit in. It kind of hurt the movie a little bit because okay, mm-hmm. what's the what's the point of the one present uh, every uh, Christmas Eve? I don't know. And, you know, this is so the school used to be a convent or whatever. And there's this like abortion theme in it that the nuns forced this girl to get an abortion or whatever. And it was 
I mean, I, like you can do a horror movie with it, right? Like a subject like that, but I felt like it was kind of um, also kind of treating that subject a little more lightly than it should be treated. I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, and I don't think they were poking fun at. It. No, I, I think, don't think. They I were think they. Fun yeah, it, I think they kind of just glazed over it a little bit. Yeah, and it just it just wasn't. I didn't like this one at all. Yeah, they they were talking about a 15 year old girl who had claimed that she was still a virgin, but you know, immaculate conception of right. of you know the the second birth of Christ. I, I right. think that's where they were going with this. I, I maybe yeah, I don't know. But like I said, I mean the the jump scares were the jump not, scares were decent. And the acting was good. I agree. And and these are some talented young at the time actors. Uh, now they're you know obviously not kids anymore. But uh, did yeah. you like did you like the way this wrapped? Um, where 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 she had yeah. killed she had killed the 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 camera guy right because he so she the the spirit kills people who are not going to bring her baby to term or something like she's well, looking they, for somebody they, to do that isn't that what the deal was well that's how, you know they info dumped on you at the end of like yeah. you know we helped this girl and you know anybody that doesn't help her she's out for revenge yeah right. which which just made it kind of. Like what? Yeah, I, I, no, I didn't like the end either. I didn't like anything about this. I like the way they because they had talked about Connor was was uh, crucified, the, yeah. the the kid that had died the previous year. Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah, you actually see a picture of that in the uh, changeling. Yeah, yeah. The, co- and, the cop is looking at. Yeah, because the cop obviously was part of the investigation, mm-hmm. and like. Uh, what's her name? Jenna was mutilated. So this guy that was the camera guy, like had a crucifix in his eye, which I thought looked pretty good. And the way the way the other guy died, crucified, but like you didn't see any blood. He just got his neck snapped. Yeah. Because of this, you know, evil entity of uh, spirit girl, just right. kind of used her telepathy to be able to do this. Yeah. I, I just I, I didn't. This was not compelling. It was boring to me. Um, yeah. And it had some other problems too that. Probably weren't as serious as that, but most the most the thing I really didn't like about it was just it bored me. Yeah, it just every time I came back to this, I was like, I don't, oh god, here's this this one again. Let's. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, and again, like if they had done if they had added this in more in like a linear format, and that's totally a directorial creative choice, so I can't cut them on on them too much for that. But if they had made this more linear, it'd be like, well, all right, that's over with. We can just fast forward through this uh, this yeah. boring one and get on to something more more interesting. Because yeah, the, the girl Molly was allegedly pregnant with this ghost girl's baby, and right. the doors open, and she was able to walk away by singing a Christmas carol. All right, all right, exactly, whatever. I don't know. So that, I mean, that brings us to like what I thought was probably the second most compelling story was uh, the Changeling. I, Changeling. I thought this was I, actually pretty good. I had a lot of fun with this because mm-hmm. uh, the character development was wonderful. Yeah, well, and, and I, I thought, thought this, this was this some of the best acting. I, I would agree. I, I totally acting. agree. Yes, I agree. In uh, the again, we in a horror movie we get you know a young kid who is a great actor. I really did like the oh, uh, yeah, and the he kid. didn't say much. I yeah, mean, no, I, he didn't. I, no, he he had to act with like his expressions and everything, and he did a fantastic job. I thought, um, you know, and and this was. Um, I don't think this is like a super original story or anything. I've I've heard this one before, but you know where a kid goes missing and he comes back and he's not the same, or a person is you know gone for a while and they come back and they aren't the same kind of person, you know. And it turns out that they've been you know replaced by an entity or something like that. Or I'm curious. I wonder if Jordan Peele saw this movie and he kind of took the idea of this for us. I, I don't know. I'm not sure when the pre-production on us would have began, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, it's not a it's not a super original story, but it was well done. I thought I thought it was an enjoyable story, and I liked. Uh, you know, I, I didn't quite understand why they were out in this particular place stealing this tree. Um, and and the guy was a, a cop. I, I, he was a cop, and he trespasses on this land to steal a tree. Well, uh, <laughs> that he was a little odd. He but. insists to his wife, "Is like we're not going to get caught. Nobody yeah. comes out here. Nobody's going to see us." Yeah. But then we meet this creepy guy. You know. Yeah, and he looks like it. he's on an old Kawasaki Drifter. I had a snowmobile kind of like this at one time. Oh, the old school one. <laughs> yeah, that was. I liked that part of it. That was interesting. But uh, yeah, this guy, you know, just watches them or whatever. And um, you know, I, I thought that. 
it was kind of interesting how you know the kid's behavior devolves he's eating all that spaghetti and stuff and oh uh, yeah just the way he's like plowing it into his mouth yeah, I mean, again, again, that was kid, some great acting he did the kid did some great acting and uh you know i kind of liked seeing the progression as he became more and more I don't know if you call it mischievous or evil or whatever, you know, to the point where he then kills his dad, you know. Oh, yeah. And that was done off screen, which kind of sucked. I wish that, uh, you know, you saw you got to see him with a belt around his neck. I mean, we know how his he hand died. cut off and his hand cut off. Right. Exactly. Which uh, I don't remember if there's some kind of uh, significance to that or or what. Obviously, he stole a tree. So and a lot of times the punishment for thieves is getting your eye, hand for, cut off. eye for an eye. Yeah, you get your hand cut off when you're a thief, you know, so. Maybe maybe there's some significance of that. I don't know. So yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if a changeling has like a like a old school medieval lore to it or something. It could be yeah, you know. And, and I thought there were some pretty good effects in this one too, like that 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 particular you know shot of of uh, the death shot of the dad was was pretty good. And I I like the uh, changeling makeup effects on on because uh, it was a, oh it was yeah. one of the elves. It was one of the the little people that from the. Uh, zombie elf segment that yeah. played the changeling because apparently the director um scott what's his name again scott uh, uh anyway scott or steve hoban steve hoban yes yeah. so he had he had a difficult time finding enough little people with good acting chops right. to play all of his elves and stuff so a lot of the there were like two in particular that played a lot of these different roles well maybe that was on purpose though you know because it no, is an he actually read an interview with him and he said he had difficulty finding oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> difficulty finding little people with that were really good actors so he used two of them and and this uh i think this guy's name is joe maybe something or other uh but I thought the uh, the you know makeup effects on him were pretty good, and uh, you know that was kind of interesting uh, when he brought him back. So I was just kind of wondering, like when she so she ends up shooting this guy who you know owns this land or whatever. Was he somehow exploiting these changelings or something, and that's why they bring they they let him bring the son back or, he, or what? He explained that he he said he was he said that he was kind of their watcher, keeper yeah, kind, kind of a keeper, watched over thing. them or something like like, like he has a like a farm of changelings or something. Yeah, like so that. is he actually like enslaving them or what was the deal here? Well, it didn't feel that way. It's just like maybe keeping them at bay. This guy didn't seem like well at first he so why like did evil. so why did yeah, but why did these like um this essentially evil changelings allow this kid back then why did they give her give him back to this uh mom that's a good point because you know maybe he was like the evil one and these things weren't as bad well i got i got the feeling that because she had killed their keeper or whatever that he was actually enslaving them or something like that yeah and the fact that you know is that the case though i i just i don't know if i watched it right so that's a good point, though. It actually makes more sense because of that, because yeah. you see the kid, uh, the changeling actually takes his clothes at the beginning of the movie. So he's actually the changeling. He, he's asthmatic, so he doesn't need the inhaler. Right. And the inhaler. parents mentioned that. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't used his inhaler for days or whatever. I, I kind of I, I really enjoyed the, the relationship between the mom and the dad mm-hmm. is that, you know, they're still in love, but she's so hesitant on him. And you find out why, because he obviously was an alcoholic well i think his i think what it was was the trauma that he experienced from his children you know and he'd changed over the last year after he after he'd had this experience right you know with this with this massacre that happened with these two kids well and he became an alcoholic yeah he became the first thing he did was is like oh god did you love that scene where it's like he took off his belt and he the 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 kid will yeah looked at him and smiled and i was just like that was awesome (laughs) yeah that was actually pretty again a great job of acting from this kid and there was uh, another kid or somebody crawling on the ceiling like at one point uh, in the uh, kitchen i I love those see i they get me every time yeah that was great but um you know i think that's a that was a this murder or whatever has really affected the town. Obviously, that's probably why William Shatner's character is drinking, you know, has become kind of an alcoholic, too, because his grandchildren, this happened to his grandchildren. Yeah. It's, and it's, the dad in this is looking through, like, the case file, and that's when he comes across the crucifixion paper as, Connor, he's, yeah. as he's drinking, that's you know, right. after he thinks everybody else has gone to bed. So, yeah, this one was uh, probably the second best in the movie. I found that it was it was interesting. I thought it was a pretty good tale. I mean, like I said, not super original, but I did like watching it 
you know unfold i thought it was pretty good i did and i thought it was really serious too i mean there was nothing really funny about it Whereas, you know, the first one was kind of silly. Yeah. The guy pulls uh, out candy canes and said, oh, here's a trick or uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> then we get to this, uh, I guess I call it the rich aunt story where the family is uh, going to their rich aunt's house. Um, I wasn't real thrilled about this one either. <laughs> really? No, I didn't really like this one. I, I Tell just, me what I, you thought. I, okay. Tell me what you thought and I'll give you my hot take on it. Uh, like Mr. Hotcakes <laughs> over here. Um <clears throat> I actually really like this because the character arcs just really came together. I guess I guess my only thing that I was kind of disappointed in is that at the end they kind of confessed all their sins because mm-hmm. they're in a church and the mom didn't really confess anything. Well, that's what I thought. You know, I mean, I was wondering if I hadn't watched it very well, but what was her sin? There was none. Was it that she just stayed with the, this guy because he was rich or what? I didn't get that. I wasn't no, sure what because the only thing she said was, yeah. is I'm, you know, I didn't think you were interested or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I it's, didn't. It's no, a okay. flawed family. Yeah. And yet the daughter confesses her sins but she lives and I, I guess that's explained away that the mother will do anything to save her children yeah what was the daughter's sin I didn't really well, get she, she, was, she, was, she was a klepto oh yeah I guess she stole things that's right she stole yeah, she, from, she's like I, had no, I don't that's do drugs right. I don't do all yeah, the uh, I don't that's drink right. that's right but obviously for no reason I'll just steal stuff obviously his son is pretty twisted though you know he's killing oh my animals, gosh like he, he was like animals. on the verge of becoming a serial killer absolutely this is where what I got what I got out of that. And the dad obviously is like, uh, you know, Bernie Madoff or something. He's got this Ponzi scheme of a business that's uh, about to, un, you know, no, unravel. it failed. He said it closed. Yeah, he did, he's just but he, like, he I've just been fundraising, yeah. just trying to like, he's been propping us. it up with, you know, fakely and it's about to collapse. Well, and, that's why they went to the aunt's house. Right. Right. To try to swindle her out of uh, money to keep it, keep it going. Exactly. So, I don't know. I didn't, uh, yeah, maybe that was all right. And and I did, obviously, I like the Krampus effects here, but it didn't really fit with the rest of the Krampus legend. I, I didn't understand why they were able to transform into Krampus. What was... What well, was that the was the that? whole twist of the movie. I didn't, is like, like Krampus, I didn't like that. Krampus is like, you know, you do evil or you do something, you become Krampus so you can hunt out the wicked. So, yeah. anytime somebody... I, I thought it was a nice twist to see the caretaker of this house for the aunt's house when the daughter, you know, uh, stabs him through the throat, which looked fantastic. Yeah, no, that did look fantastic. I, that's actually, I have a note on that. I really did like when, and when she started him on fire, you know? Yeah, just throwing the gasoline the all over him. fire went up the, up the stick or whatever. Yeah, that was a, that was a cool effect. Again, I love this, this depiction of Krampus. It's a really cool Krampus, like, uh, a f- uh, outfit or look to Krampus. I, re- I really dig it. Well, and then so the scenes where he's in, yeah, I, sure, I enjoyed seeing this particular Krampus. But I, I was that like not a fan of the tongue thing. Yeah, Krampus is t- typically depicted with like a long tongue, though. If you look yeah, at some of these old he's postcards, he's not doing and stuff. it to like sexually harass people. No. I mean, and, and again, okay, that's that's. I didn't the get that out of it. You, you, you no, thought he was, she like, was sexually he was like licking him? her legs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but like, I, something's touching my I legs. Didn't, I didn't get like a sexual thing out of that. Well, I, don't I know. did. It was did just you? Like, ah, ah, you know, or doing whatever. But it was it, it was that split second, and then yeah. he gets into the church, yeah. kills the mom. I, I like that because I actually that was one of the things I liked about this segment because he does have like this long tongue in a lot of these like uh, old postcards and stuff where you see him depicted so well and that's fine like a snake like tongue whatever but I mean to me it's just it kind of like you know it pushed me away from it a little bit you know at the end of this segment it's the aunt has a huge secret that the daughter who survives becomes Krampus yeah so there's another little twisty on this one where she becomes Krampus and then yeah. kills the aunt yeah you know, and, I, and I just what didn't... did she do yeah, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a good question too. What did she do? I guess you know. I, You've I, been I naughty. Yeah, naughty. Punk. Well, didn't didn't she like um, know that the the, the uh, 
the daughter kind of implied that she knew that she was sending him out. Yeah, but it, she also implied that there was something else that she knows. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, she she stated it at flat out. It's like, listen, you knew this caretaker yeah, was, right. you know, became enraged. He was going to become the Krampus, so that's why you sent us away because the Krampus right. was going to come after us because we're to, a flat to save family. Her, save, him, save herself. Yeah, you know, you're right, and there was something great. And then, like, obviously her eyes started to turn black, and she's like, well, I know something about you, implying that she did something so heinous that yeah. that you know she was the Krampus engulfed her right. I guess yeah. this was yeah. I mean, this one was okay. It's, I didn't. It, like I this thought one. it. I thought it was better than the uh, the school one. I thought it was better than yeah. Well, that's not saying much, but um, um, I thought this was better than. Uh, then uh, you know, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night four too, but that doesn't say much. So I don't. I know. can't believe you've but, still seen that one. But yeah, I, <laughs> we're going to do that next year for Santa Slay's month. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Let's not. But um, we are any anyway. Um, I just I didn't get much out of this one. I didn't like it, with the exception of the scenes with Krampus in them. I didn't care for the you know transforming into Krampus thing. I didn't get that, and I thought that the twist or whatever you want to say again not like m night Shyamalan level on this i, I thought it was pretty pretty weak yeah so no i can understand and i i uh, it's my initial view so so yeah. you've watched it four times i've seen it once i thought it was a cool little twist sure um so that brings us to like the overarching story that you know william shatner is a part of it this whole thing he's a dj which I'm, which I'm sure you like that part right i did actually you like horror movies with djs in them very much and, and a dj that's getting drunk on the <laughs> right which i'm sure you've never done so uh, i, you're I a did it my first year yeah video. you know you don't yeah, need nobody to, knows don't, that this is not i'm not making you confess here but uh i was back in 2000 andy <laughs> yeah well i i actually have alcohol in my office so it, it's yes. uh, you know it's it's like the 60s in my office but uh you know there's um th- this overarching story with with shatner and i didn't care for this much at all actually this is probably one of the next to the school one this is probably the only reason this was any good was because of shatner himself i shatner himself i liked you know his antics were entertaining i thought that was good the connection between the shorts here is kind of contrived the twist at the end again i feel is really dumb mm-hmm. um and uh i don't know i i hated how it tied in at the end i really hated that I didn't. I loved it. Because <laughs> why did you like this twist? So I hear I thought the twist actually ruined the the probably the best thing about this movie, which was the zombie elves thing, and it, and it meant that the story for me didn't come to a satisfactory ending. Okay, so Santa's got all these elves dead. Christmas is going to be canceled. How is he going to get it done? You know, oh never mind. This is all in the mind of a murderous lunatic. I thought it was really lame. You know, I wanted to because see it, like it brought, a resolution it, to that. It brought realism to the story <laughs> of of. Man, that was dumb. That's not why I watched this Krampus, you know? I mean, this this is a, a movie about, like, this jacked-up Krampus who's having, like, a fight with chains with Santa. That's what I want to see. I, this is, like, a fantasy story I want to be taken away. I don't want to come back to reality and have, like, a this, like, kind of thing ripped from the headlines with this uh, mall killing and stuff. I hated this. I hated it. I actually, I really loved it. Yeah, uh, the Shatner thing, it, he ties in because he was the grandfather right. of... And I enjoyed, I enjoyed see, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. I I enjoyed seeing Shatner in these scenes. I thought he he was actually enjoyable to watch in the scenes. Well, he was just pretty, he was kind of a narrator. You know, he kept talking about, hey, Storm and Norman are are weather guy. I'm sorry I make fun of him all the time, but he, you know, he's out at this mall and we can't hear him. And then, you know, later in the movie, it's like, he says, oh, there's so many hostages. We don't know how many are there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he could have been like the crypt keeper here and just kind of introduced the things or whatever. And I think it would have been a lot better. I don't think tying it in was really necessary. And I thought the way it was tied in was poor. Why, I mean, why do you like this twist? What, what, did, what did you you, you thought it brought it back to reality? Why, why do you want some kind of reality in this movie? I, it's a movie because, about Krampus. No, again, it, it was one I was not expecting because, I mean, it jumped from scene to scene. So let, let's kind of go delve in before I get to the reason why. Let's delve into what the last one we're going to talk about which is Santa Claus yeah. and the zombie elves I love this this made the movie worth watching to me I mean I, this is this is a great great uh, Christmas like 
scene. I loved this part. I want to see 90 minutes of this. And every time we broke away, like even the changeling story, I was like, come on, let's get back to what's going on in the North Pole here. Yeah. I want to see what's going on in the North Pole. I loved the guy who played Santa. I thought he had a great look. The look was awesome. I loved his look. It was he had pretty, like a braid. But it, was also... it was almost like a Viking Santa or yeah. something, you know. He looked, uh, you know, he was still the jolly old elf, but he was kind of badass at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I loved the look of this. Obviously, I love the look of Krampus, you know. I thought the scenes at the North Pole were, you know, looked really polished and good. Like it was it was very uh, colorful and, and cool. Mm-hmm. I loved the elves. I loved him fighting the elves, you know, and there was there was actually some homage to other horror movies, you know, like here's shiny, you know, yeah. when, when he when he, you know, comes through the door or whatever. Uh, the, the elf kills on the elevator. Oh, Love that scene, man. You know, my favorite kill, though, was when he took he decapitated one of the L's and the other elf he chopped off his scalp and yes. he beat the, that elf yes, with, with a head. head that was I great I've never seen that that was awesome you know and, and this whole thing was awesome and like I love the like the language shiny used when he called uh, Mrs. Claus a snow whore and other not, not nice things you know <laughs> yeah once great. they turned into the exotic because it was almost like a like a hybrid of a zombie and a vampire I got because her fangs started coming yeah, out yeah yeah I can see that There's this paper cutter kill where he chops oh. Oh, man. Elves, a lot of head trauma this is in this one. Great mayhem. And I just I want to watch 90 minutes of this. I want to see 90 minutes of Santa having to take back North Pole from these zombie elves, you know, and then tell him, tell us what he's going to do, you know, because Christmas still needs to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, so I, I felt like I was robbed of that. Like I was like, oh, this situation at, you know, once maybe maybe once he beats. Uh, go ahead. I was, that was done on purpose. Okay. What I picked up on it. Okay. All right. Kids, turn this off. <laughs> the disappointment you felt when Santa Claus, you found out Santa Claus wasn't real. Okay. Maybe that's, there's something. I, okay. That's what I picked up on this. That, okay. That basically, you think that's what they were trying to do? This twist is Santa Claus is your parents. Sorry, kids. Instead, uh, Santa Claus is like a nut job of ravaging through a mall. That's, but that's exactly kind of what you think of Santa Claus when you go sit on some strange, strange dude's lap to go tell him what you want for Christmas. <laughs> I, I don't think it was that clever. I think they just didn't I have a good way to wrap this up. And that I don't know. They I, I, and I they also had to tie all these together because that's sort of a rule with Andy, these. What? No, I don't think so. I think they just did. They, they felt they needed to tie all these together because it's an anthology, and that's what you do in an anthology. <sighs> I disagree. I, I thought that was so brilliant. I thought it was like it was kind of a social commentary of losing your innocence of of. OK, so there's this, you know, this this psycho guy that you're sitting on his lap and you tell him what you want for Christmas. And this guy just snaps on you all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, and if, I, that, if it's it that, so OK, there, there, I get, uh, there was some merit to that. If that's really what they were trying to do, because it certainly did disappoint me almost as much as learning that Santa wasn't real. Because, you know, <laughs> I, was, I, I remember vividly I was uh, I was actually 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I was at a Costco with my mom okay. and she was buying a present that I asked from Santa. Yeah. And I asked her point blank. I said, is he real? Yeah. She looks at me and goes, what do you think? I said, <laughs> No. <laughs> I actually pretended Santa was real until I was in my 20s because I thought it would like because I thought it would like, uh, you know, preclude me from getting gifts if I admitted that I didn't think he was real. So, yeah, uh, I, I got a sick like like I think I enjoyed it and and I probably wouldn't enjoy it on another watch. Um, but I, you'll enjoy this part of it. The zombie elves part is no, fantastic. It's fantastic. But I'm saying this very end part because yeah, my heart just twist. sunk and I just went, oh, that sucks. Yeah. And I, <laughs> it I, I sucked. I didn't think the, the scene sucked. I just thought that, oh, man. OK, so this is a bummer. And you know what? You know, it was also such a great scene in this in the zombie elves movies or in the zombie elves part of it was the fight between Santa and Krampus. That was epic. Yeah. That was epic. I mean, he's fighting with his hook on a chain. Cutting off his horn. <laughs> it's so great, man. I And yeah. And then when it gets to the good part where he cuts off his horn, then we go to this scene and we're Norman. in reality. Yeah, Norman, he's Norman. And then he's got like the... Who's Norman? Reindeers. Yeah, he's got the reindeer... Uh, you know, I thought that was just a nice... On. Nice way to like. I, I totally disagree. I think it totally ruined it, and it 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 uh, brings this movie down for me. 
Uh, did we miss anything? We're at 43 minutes. <laughs> I don't think so. Really, though, the th- this one segment is, makes this movie worth a watch. And it if, if this does become a classic, I would rewatch this zombie elves thing every Christmas. And if they made a 90-minute movie of this... I think I would. This would be up in the four stars for me. It's that great. I mean, I loved just I, every chop and hack. Remember when he ha- hacked that one elf's head in half? Mm-hmm. Like he didn't cut his head off. He hacked his head in half. Right. Like, like not the brain guy, but the other guy. You well, know, cut basically, they took the they took the lore of of how you kill a zombie. You know, separate the yeah. head from the body. And you know what? Like. This is a good zombie movie, There's, even like <laughs> I hate zombie movies. You know that this this is the the like the thing they need to do to make uh, make a zombie movie compelling for me. <laughs> and he picks up great, the head like a bowling ball. You know, we always, just smash. Yes, it. I love that. That was so great when he was beating him with his head. And this is you know we always talk about well if you're gonna make a zombie movie these days you have to have some twist on it to make it and it all interesting. This is it, <laughs> zombie elves. It's great. I loved it. But you know then we go back. We had to go back to that school scene and then you know he's chopping up uh, elves with his, with his staff and then we go back to the uh, you know the scene where they're you know in the woods and it, it kept doing that and it just it uh, you know I, I, I was just groaning I'm like I wanted to fast forward through it so I could get back to this zombie elf scene and then they ruin it at the end with this with taking it into this mall did it bother you that much the first time you watched it too no okay yeah because that, that's the way I feel I, I actually enjoyed it yeah, that's, that, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, is this good, bad, or a classic? And what are you going to score it? This is a good movie. I mean, it's a competently produced movie. It's done well. Uh, I mean, it, like like I said, I don't know what I don't know enough about filmmaking to really know what's going on here as far as the lighting and stuff goes. But it's got a really polished look, like the Michael Doherty Krampus film. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really looks like a well done pro movie. You know. Um, I'd like to see the Santa Zombie Elf short broken out from this and expanded on. I think that's really what's watch it, what's worth watching over and over here. The foul mouthed elves, the badass Santa, the fight between Krampus and Santa. This is a zombie movie. I, like I said, I can get really get into. I want more of that. Everything else going on in this kind of distracts you. The Santa Zombie Krampus uh, segment, I think, is is like one of the uh, it's great Uh, it's the best part of this like I said I'd give it four stars if it was just that Mm -hmm. you know the rest like I said maybe on the level of Silent Night Deadly Night 4 you know it's it's, you're gonna do you remember that one neither do I I've never seen it yeah it's it's boring I I give I I, I give the Santa Zombie Elves part of this four stars um and the the only problem with everything else is that it pales in comparison, and you're just waiting around so you can see more of the zombie elf segment. Uh, and the changeling that was good, but again, I was like, all right, let's just get on with this and get back to North Pole. You know, the movie on a whole, I give two stars. Okay, uh, that's fair. I think it's good. I think it's enjoyable. I think especially on the first watch, it's. You're gonna enjoy it a lot more. You're gonna have a, have a lot of fun with it. It's a fun movie. Yeah, but it's never gonna be the kind of classic that the Doherty Krampus is becoming. No, I. I and again, you you do have to compare with that because there is a Krampus in that. Yeah, and it came out at roughly the same time. It, it came out just a little bit before that movie. Oh, this one did. Okay, yeah, they gotcha. both came out in 2015. Um, yeah, I, I mean the wraparound to me was really, really, really good. I enjoyed that. I agree. I think that that zombie elf vampire part was really good. You know, similar to what they did with uh, VHS with uh, Siren. Yeah. You know, make right. its own movie. Yeah. Which was sure. Um, I did watch it. Oh, did you watch it? I did. I think I watched it on Prime. <laughs> you know what? I watched about the first third of it, too, and it, yeah, was, and it was not as good as the first. Yeah, short, and you're but. just like, okay, maybe that should have stayed a short. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I think it could be its own movie. Uh, I, what kept me in this movie was all the acting. You know, some of the story was really, really weak. Uh, the rich ant segment was pretty good. The, uh, to me, the worst one was the school one, just because it was Absolutely. just okay. You, you guys are all over the map. Although the acting held that. To me, the, the changeling was good. was, was the, the, my second favorite mm-hmm. because of the look of of the changelings, the demons. Uh, the crawling on the ceiling, uh, yeah, not great. expecting anything. I love the storyline between the family. Uh, that that was a lot of fun to me. I also, I agree. I think the the zombie elves were fantastic, 
and it was so much fun to watch. It, it was, was whoa, blast. holy crap! Oh my gosh, that was awesome. It was. It was a blast, man. I loved that segment of it. Yeah. So um, four stars for that segment, like I yeah, said. Absolutely. I, I'm gonna say this is good. And my initial watch, I'm gonna give it a three. I think that's. I would actually start. recommend. I mean, you may like it even more. I like the twist at it at the end. I just thought it back brought it back to reality. I thought it was a commentary of losing some of your innocence. I think the whole movie kind of had that theme of losing your innocence. Fair. Yeah, I can, I can see um, that. And I kind of like that constant theme, you know, the way it wrapped up is what I said before, because <laughs> I hate saying that because the kids will be like, what? What did he say? Huh? Right. You didn't tell me that. Earmuffs on your kids. Okay, earmuffs, earmuffs for this one. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a good movie. Andy uh, didn't get enjoyment as much as he did the first watch, but he's seen it four times. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to throw a little curveball at you sure. for next week. We're supposed to watch Santa Slays with uh, Bill Goldberg. Okay. Can I recommend that we watch Better Watch Out from Shudder? It's supposed to be really good. I, I haven't heard of that one. I'd be, I'd be fine with that. I haven't really checked out either of those movies so I'd okay be happy to do that well to me i i kind of want to go that because it's kind of another creature feature type thing and sure. i want to go that direction with it we're going to wrap up the uh, month uh hulu exclusive anna and the apocalypse it's got singing in it mm. <laughs> it's like a musical or what i i don't know no. i don't know too much about it like those movies i don't really want to get into because i've seen that bill goldberg movie a long time ago okay but i heard good things about this better watch out so i'm thinking that's probably what we should do to keep that christmas theme Sounds great. Uh, and, Gotta save and, some for next year, next year's Santa Slay. Yeah, exactly right. And then we're going to wrap up the month. Uh, we're going to go a little earlier in the week. We're going to do the best of 2020. We don't have a whole lot to look at. but um, Now there hasn't been much, but no. there's been some standouts from the year. Oh, for sure. And I so. think we'll get to that at the end of the month. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 88 of the Horror Foria podcast. If you follow us on or listen to us on iTunes, make sure you rate and review us so more people can get the podcast. You can get us anywhere you get your podcast, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you want to. I forgot to mention, Andy, you are going to be featured on a podcast. That's right. Yes, I, I was on uh, Anya Gore's Horror and More with Anya Gore. What did you guys uh, talk about? Vampires. Nice. We talked about vampires, a little bit about uh, how vampires kind of started as these creatures who, uh, you know, basically were uh, came out of the... Uh, disease rabies you know and and uh how they kind of evolved into these uh sexy beings you know which really have some allure to them so uh we kind of give a history of that and talk about some of our favorite uh vampire you know not just movies but uh uh you know literature and, and that kind of thing so oh excellent yeah. uh so that should be coming out in the next couple of days then? i would hope so yeah i, I uh i'm not sure if uh she might be waiting till uh the end of the week to put it up but uh well i know that she's, she's going to be featured on anywhere you get your podcast so yes. i know she's, she's already so you can already listen to her on uh, itunes spotify stitcher Anywhere you can listen to Horror for you can listen to her. Absolutely. Uh, so it's a Horror and More with Anya Gore. You probably just want to search for Anya Gore. It's A-N-Y-A-G-O-R-R-E, and you'll find her podcast. Uh, I know there's a, there's a couple other ones called Horror and More. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, and I think uh, I think it'll be coming out in the next couple of days, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. We are looking forward to it. All right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a wonderful weekend. And we will talk to you next week with another episode of Horrorphoria, Santa Slays Month.